Hello, everyone. I am Victor Young, your daily life coach, and thank you for joining me on this week's podcast. We have a great podcast in store for you, and it's it's called The Horrible Side Effects of Success. That is right. There are side effects even with success. The Horrible Side Effects of Success. You see, there's this perception that every successful individual is lives this great life. They're always happy. They need absolutely nothing. They need no emotions, no friendship, no love, no comfort, no food. I don't even know if people think they need clothing and shelter. I, I think that they just assume that hardworking, successful people are like cyborgs. Like robots. They're these single-celled individuals who only thirst for power and money. And I, I, I've got to disagree. I've got a lot of very successful, highly successful friends. And I tell you what, one of the sad things is this. A lot of these individuals live lives where they are sad. Not sad because of themselves. Most of these individuals are very comfortable with themselves. They're happy with what they do. They're happy with their hard work. They're happy with their lifestyles. The sadness comes because a lot of individuals no longer see their actions. The only thing they can focus on are their assets, their clothes, the watch they wear, the car they drive. They forget about all the other people they help. They forget about the companies that they've grown that help employ hundreds or thousands of people and families. People begin to lose focus at times. And you know, and it's sad because I think most successful people, not all, there's some silver spooners out there. There's some guys that, you know, just woke up and they had it. And some women. But you know what? You, you can't get mad at them either because just because someone provides you with an opportunity. You have to have enough common sense, skill, and knowledge to maintain it and keep it. If you give an opportunity to a fool or a foolish person without any knowledge, wisdom, skill, they'll squander it. They'll blow it. So it even takes a lot of skill to take a handoff from a successful person, whether it's a parent, a mentor, an organization, that's not free. Maybe an accelerator. Maybe help you get there a little quicker. They're often looked at and people think that they need nothing. We talk about the car they drive, the home they live in. And don't get me wrong, again, in every segment of life, every race, gender, color, creed, there's always going to be that selfish, pompous, arrogant, narcissist individual. They exist everywhere. Doesn't matter what political affiliation they belong to, they're just going to exist because some people don't know how to manage power or authority or leadership. They're just bad at it. So we're going to assume those are not the individuals we're talking about in this podcast. We're not talking about the people who are just missing a few screws or are power hungry narcissists who just want to rule and control. Let's assume we're talking about your average, everyday, 
entrepreneur who started their own company from the ground up, or even a person who's been in some line of succession and taken over a family business. That's tough. What what if there's a family business that's been around for 80 years? Not 18, but 80 years. Eight zero. Eight decades. And you, my friend, are the great, 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 great grandson or great, 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 great granddaughter. I don't even know how many greats it needs to get down 80, 80 years. That's a long time. That's old. Man, I'm starting to feel it myself. My bones are starting to hurt. Did some squats the other day. And anyway, let's stay on task, Victor, here. So we, we've got an 80-year-old company, and the daughter has taken this company over. Great, 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 great granddaughter. And everyone looks at her and says, she's so lucky. She was born with a silver spoon. She's done this. She's done that. She comes from a family that's five generations of wealth. So do you think that has any pressure that goes along with it? Just think about it for a minute. If you were chosen right now, right now, if you were tapped on the shoulder and said, hey, it's your time. It's your time to take over this company that's been in our family for five generations and uh, don't screw it up. How would that make you feel? Sure, you'd be proud. Everyone would be proud. It's hard not to be proud. Your, 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 your family has built a legacy that's run for five generations. Of course, you're going to feel fortunate, blessed, a little sense of pride from your family and your forefathers and foremothers. Not to say you have four mothers. That's not possible. But just, you know, the ones that came before you. Now I'm kind of focused on that, but you can't have four mothers. Anyway, so the individuals who've come before you have worked so hard and they passed you the torch. I want everyone to think about that for a minute. What type of stress would you experience in that situation? If you're saying no stress and it's all fortunate, it's all lucky, it's this person so lucky and they just, every day they wake up, they're just lucky then you've never been in a stressful situation where you've had to make sure hundreds of people have food on their table because that's stressful. Even if it's 20 people, to make sure 20 families have food on their table, clothes on their back, it's a certain level of stress that some people just aren't good at stomaching. They just can't take that. Stress would kill them. So you have these individuals, whether they're through succession, through hard work, homegrown, grassroots, self-made millionaires and, and, and business owners and entrepreneurs. And they live tough lives. No one even buys them a gift. What do you buy the person who has everything? Absolutely nothing. People buy you nothing because they say, you can buy anything you want. Why would I even try to buy you anything? You're good. Sad, right? So the person who spends their time, you know, her time or his time looking out for all these individuals and families and and employees and vendors and just you name it. And people look at them and think, you don't need anything because you already have everything. You've got all that pressure every day of keeping a hundred families on your shoulder and making sure they they eat making sure they're trained well, making sure they're healthy mentally and emotionally, making sure they grow. That's that's just all great stuff. No stress. 
you're lucky. And you know what? In a way, they are right. I mean, I feel lucky that I was blessed with enough talent to be able to be a great leader and stomach the pressure that most people would break under. That's lucky. That's fortunate. That's blessed. But at the same time, there's a lot of stress that goes along with it. Because in that situation, there's not a lot of people who can relate to how you work, why you work. And so it, it can be lonely. You know, the old saying, it's lonely at the top. And and I believe it didn't have to be lonely at the top if you're able to find other like-minded individuals who you can share with. But that's easier said than done sometimes. Who's, who is that person in your life? Do you have that person? Is it a boss? Is it a family member? That's tough sometimes. Is it a spouse? Hmm. That's tough sometimes. We're going to talk about spouses a little bit later, but oftentimes in the business world, it's hard for a spouse to share certain stresses with their spouse, the other spouse, because of fear of looking weak. When there's a spouse involved, oftentimes you want to look strong. You want to look confident. You don't want to look like you're broken or needy. Some people can do it. I don't know. I've tried working on being a sensitive man. I'm working on trying to be sensitive. Someone wrote a book about that whole sensitivity thing. I'm, I'm going to read it soon. Work on my sensitive side. I'm sure it's in there deep somewhere. Under these traps. Steel-like arms. There's some sensitivity in there. Deep in my heart. Under these pecs. Anyway. Sensitivity. There's a lot that individuals who are successful need, just so you know. Like good old-fashioned, genuine friendships. Like appreciative, hard-working team members that recognize the investment, the time, the energy, the emotion, and sacrifice that this individual has poured into you. What do you mean time? Time is the new wealth, obviously. Everyone knows that, right? Time is the new wealth. It's something you can't get back. You may be able to go out and make more money, but you can't make more time. So when you're actually dedicating and allocating your time to a team member, to a business partner, to a client, you can't get that time back. You can't get it back. But people think you just love your job so much. You love being in the limelight of power so much. That you would rather not be with your family, not be with your loved ones, not be with your friends, not be on that boat that you dream about, not be on that, that country or mountain property watching that beautiful view. They, they would assume you'd rather give all that up just so you could be successful. It hurts because sometimes people forget to ask you why you do it. Why do you do it? The real question should be this. Who do you care about so much that you work so hard. Who is it? Okay, we've already discussed. We're not talking about that 5% of the people that it's going to be themselves. We're not talking about the 5%. We're talking about the 90% or I'm sorry, the 95%. We're talking about the 95% of great hardworking entrepreneurs and leaders that give it all up so they can invest in someone else. Building that young person, that intern that niece, that nephew, that son, that daughter. If, if you're not paying attention to the actions of these successful people around you, 
you need to start doing that pretty soon because if you're not paying attention to their actions, not only are you being selfish, but you're also missing the fuel that makes their rocket propel into the sky. You're you're missing the very thing that makes them strong, if not stronger than their peers. Why does one work as hard as they work? I don't know. The list could be long. It could be endless. I mean, some people may have come from a rough neighborhood and they just made a vow that when their kids grow up, they're going to provide a great home and a safe neighborhood and make sure they at least get a, an education. Some people may have been talked down to or bullied in life and just decided one day I'm going to show everyone that I can amount to something and I can be someone. Someone may work for a cure or a cause or a family member in need. And then some people are just wired to work. It's in their DNA. Some people are wired to be lazy, hang out on the coconut tree. Some of the most fun people on the planet are lazy people. They're fun. They've got great jokes. They get to watch lots of TV, extremely creative. It's like, wow, if I want to have fun, I call some of my buddies that don't work as much. They're lots of fun. Uh, But when it's time to go to work, I normally don't call those guys for the next promotion or the next opportunity because I know what they're working with. And they know. And they're okay with it. They don't want me to call them. It would freak them out if I called them and said, hey, are you ready to go to work and work 10, 12-hour days, they would have a heart attack. Just wouldn't work out. Wouldn't be fair to them. Wouldn't be fair to me. Successful people are judged in so many ways. I had someone say to me once, money can't buy you happiness. The things that you possess don't necessarily mean anything. They don't necessarily account for anything. Hmm. That's so subjective. I don't think we should tell someone what they need when they need more, when they need less. I think it's up to that individual to make a determination how much or how little they have, especially when you're trying to tell someone they have too much and you don't know what they're doing with it, how they're sharing it, how they're allocating it, how they're donating it, giving it away. What if there were no successful people? What if there were no people that had an excess of money, power, wisdom, knowledge, technology? What would happen to all of us that need their help? What happens when we get sick and we need someone with technology and resources and know-how to find cures for diseases or to save that village in some small third world country that needs medicine or health care or security? I mean, frankly, if we really all give up our power, our resources, our wisdom and our knowledge, what would this world be like? What, What would it look like? If no one could help anyone, if we were just all walked around with great intentions every single day, lived in a world with great intentions, no action, no support. I know you're hungry, but I can't help you. But you know, you know, my heart, you know, my heart. And if I could, I would. Why do we judge people this way? Why do we judge others when they're trying to create something special? And you know, another side effect, a horrible side effect of success is Oftentimes, successful people don't fit in. They don't fit in with their old friends because they kind of outgrow the old friends. And, and, and then they don't really fit in with the new friends because it's so hard to be accepted into new circles when you're on the rise. I mean, it takes years for people to vet you and accept you and find out which clique they're going to put you in or not. And the, the more wealth you have, 
the more separation it can bring in your family. It's 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 very stressful trying to create legacy and pass skills and knowledge and wisdom and finances to other family members. And I used to think it was because they were lazy and because they didn't want it. But in the actuality, I think it's just stressful. Sometimes people just don't want to screw things up. They just don't want to mess things up. And it's scary. It's scary. But don't be afraid. I mean, I can't say it. Be afraid. But be smart about it. You can't let the fear paralyze you. And every single day you need to work on eliminating some of that fear. The side effects, the horrible side effects of success. People forget how hard you've worked to become successful. That's another bad side effect. It is. They they just see you today. They don't see, they don't think about when you lived in that really bad apartment or that really bad neighborhood and you sold your car to raise money to start your business and you lived in that place with no air conditioner, no heat so that you could grow your business. They forget about you not eating and missing meals and maybe eating in a soup kitchen, living in your car. They, they forget about all that, and all they see is what you have today. They only see today's wealth and today's reward. And, and that's sad because when someone only looks at you for who you are today, for me it kind of says they don't really care about who you were yesterday. You've got to know my story. You've got to know my walk. You've got to know where I've come from to really consider yourself my friend, my partner, my coworker, my teammate. If the only thing you see today is what I wear and what I drive, it's sad. One of the things I I do is I make sure I know everything I can possibly find out without being creepy and stalkerish. I want to know as much as I can about my people, my teammates, my staff members, my partners, my my community members, uh, community leaders, anyone who's in my circle, whether it's my outer circle or my inner circle, I need to know as much as I can about them because that's how I'm able to make them better. That's how I'm able to invest in them. And I, and I can't help them find success if I don't know who they are, what drives them, what's important to them and what is the state of affairs of their current professional life and why start asking why these individuals are successful. The side effects are horrible. They're damaging. How many people have these successful people helped? How many organizations have they influenced, supported, founded? You know, not everyone can live a carefree life. There are individuals who were made, in my opinion, to create opportunities, to create successes, to open doors, open gateways, to feed people, to clothe people, to train people, to pass wisdom. These individuals exist in this world for a reason. And if we look at these individuals and the only thing we can see is an individual looking for some type of accolade or glory. And we miss the whole fact that these individuals every day reinvest everything they have back into their communities. They mortgage their homes. They sell their cars. They miss meals. They do, they do any and everything they can to support others all the time. Are they always going to do it with a smile on their face? No. Why would they? Do you smile every time you help someone every day? Do you smile every moment at work, even when someone's not acknowledging or listening or 
executing what you need them to do. No, they can have a bad day. Why wouldn't a successful person be allowed to have a bad day? Maybe not a bad month or bad year, but yeah, everyone deserves a bad day every now and again. Shouldn't change who they are as a person. Keep that in mind, people. Not everyone can live a carefree life. We need individuals in this world who can open doors and help people. Put food on tables, create jobs, protect people. They have to exist. We all can't be individuals who say, I only want what I need in this moment. The only clothes I need are the clothes on my back to keep me warm in this night. And Yeah, of course. That's really all we need. But there's people who give clothes away, who share the clothes off their back, who make more money so others can have clothes and clean water and a roof over their head and medicine and a college education. We need these successful, hardworking individuals in our lives. Couples and families. There's so many side effects when it just comes to successful couples. Wow. Successful couples. I mean, wow. I'm not going to go too deep into this, but I I do need to say this. It can be lonely if a couple is growing at a different pace or at a different direction when it comes to their success. If they're growing in a different direction, it's like two cars driving on an interstate. One's going north, one's going south. Although they're the same type of car, they're on the same interstate, they use the same type of fuel. If those two drivers are going in two separate directions at a high rate of speed, they're never going to meet each other again if that's a straight road. What I'm trying to say is this. You have to be able to find some common ground or common goal when you're families and couples and you're both trying to become successful and you're working hard. If you do not have that common goal in the middle that you can both focus on and feed into, it's going to be a tough day. Let's just say I've heard of a few people who have gotten divorced in the past because they were just moving in completely different directions. It was hard for them to respect each other. It was hard for them to acknowledge each other's hard work. It was just a bad deal all the way around. They've become angry with each other. They begin to resent each other. A lot of negative things can happen in that successful cycle. Even bad things can come from really, really, really good things. So just because it's meant to be good doesn't mean you don't have to focus on keeping it good. Individuals who have strengths, their strengths will become their weaknesses in the eyes of their peers, their friends, their coworkers, if they're not careful. The same strength that makes you a great provider, that same strength will make you look like a control freak in the eyes of a spouse or a teammate who's lost sight of what's important to you or maybe you've just done a poor job communicating what's important and why you're doing it and how you both fit in this situation. A simple lack of communication can not only break but just completely destroy relationships between people who would otherwise work out. Success can create tons of emotions for individuals and tons of visions and dreams and thoughts that, and perceptions that may be so far away from the truth that you can't even remotely understand it. You can't come up with it. You don't even know it's an issue on the table because you're looking at it from your point of view. And without communication, 
clear visions, and even understanding what you need, communicating what you need. You must communicate what you need in order to stay strong and successful. And you've got to do it in a positive way. And it's got to be with individuals who are willing to communicate and support you. Some people just don't know how to support a successful person. It's scary to them. They've never done it before. But we we think instinctively they should be able to support us. Hmm. Very little happens instinctively anymore. Got to communicate it and then communicate it and then communicate it again. Avoid the anger and the loneliness and the resentment that you're going to get from other people. Just know this. Look at your top three strengths that make you successful. And then I want you to flip those things the other way. And the reason I want you to look at them from a reverse angle is because I want you to be able to see how your strengths could be perceived as something negative or even a weakness to someone who's close to you. I know I have several. Some people think my confidence is way too much, but my confidence is what makes me get up and say, I can do it. Without my confidence, I couldn't do it. If I didn't think I could do it, if I didn't believe I could get it done, I wouldn't take the risk. I wouldn't even take the first step forward. I'd be paralyzed. I'd just be stuck without my strong faith and belief that once I point myself in the direction of something that is going to happen, I couldn't do it. I couldn't get it done. But a lot of people look at my strong belief and my faith and they say, this guy is arrogant. He's pompous. He's an egomaniac and he just believes he's all that and he can do anything in the world. It's part of my beliefs. Not me. It's not a personal thing. I even believe in the people around me. I believe in the individuals around me to the point where if I'm in a situation and I look to my left and I look to my right and I see my trusted friends or my trusted coworkers or my trusted business partner, I am going to charge forward. Because I'm flanked by individuals who I trust and who trust me. So let's wrap this up. The horrible side effects of success. Our successes can be looked at as failures if we're not careful. Let's make sure we communicate. Let's make sure we include the people that are closest to us in that communication, in those successes. And let's make sure we're all pulling in the same direction and we're communicating that common goal at all times. Because once individuals lose sight of that common goal that we share together in the midst of the success, then it becomes about the individuals. And once it becomes an individual thing, we all lose. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of The Daily Life Coach. This is season one, and this is episode eight, The Horrible Side Effects of Success. This is real. There are side effects of success. I hope this at least begins to open up your thoughts, open up your minds, and open up some dialogue between the individuals you may be having some struggles with right now regarding the way you work, the way you allocate your time, and how you're driven to create opportunities for others. There's ways to make it work. You can make it work. You don't have to give up on your dreams, your desires, and your goals to maintain healthy relationships. You can do both if you avoid these side effects and you communicate your way through them. Again, thanks for joining me. Continue to follow me on Facebook, The Daily Life Coach on Facebook. I'm on the World Wide Web, the Internet. Check me out at thedailylifecoach.com. And I have the blog there, podcast, 
lots of other great information. Matter of fact, stay tuned. We've got a fantastic referral service coming online that's going to offer qualified, vetted individuals who provide consulting, funding services, leases, legal advice, you name it. If it's a part of starting up a company, maintaining or growing any size enterprise, we're going to have it, the Daily Life Coach Partner Program. So check it out. Coming online soon. Thanks for joining me. Send me your questions. Check me out on Twitter, at the Victor Young on Instagram and Twitter. We'll see you guys around. And remember, my friends, live fearless. Fearless.